Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Hell yeah. Happy day. Hump day. Oh yeah. yeah. It was always a good day. It was a little bit rough getting up this morning, but I popped up. You popped up. I did it. I heard. I heard a thing on my uh, as I was running this morning. Maybe if you're having trouble popping up early in the morning, do like a NASA thing, like launching the rocket. Five, four, three, two, one, get up. Mm And rock and roll it. Hernancy is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James C.S. with Pipeline Insurance. And as always, we have another amazing, fun-tastic show for you. Fantastic. Fantastic. You like that? All right. Today's guest is, in the spirit of football... As versatile as a dual-threat quarterback, Ooh, like a licensed attorney <laughs> like in the state that. of California, and an independent real estate agent, uh, I'm sorry, broker, broker. and entrepreneur, yep. prepare to be dazed and amazed with an unmatched level of legal and real estate services. Yeah. With Duomo Realty Corporation, I please welcome Mr. John Case. Pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having He's me. Good, huh? yeah, Thanks really for joining us, like that. Yeah, Here, absolutely. Pull this, pull this thing a little, a little closer, bit closer. There we go. Yeah, yeah, Can you hear me a little better there? There, right, there we go. That's good. Yeah, like 10 seconds of hey what do you do and then he like writes up this magic it really is magic yeah i love it, it. for those of you oh, who are you, who you. haven't had the pleasure of coming on the show yet uh it's this little awkward silence before the show where james sits there awkwardly and we look at him and he's just typing away but then he comes up with that magic Boom. right yeah no totally oh, it's amazing the pat mahomes are real estate look at that he just called you a rookie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Sophomore. It's a sophomore, 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 second year. Yeah. Actually, it might, it might even be his third. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's been in the league three years. But he, he was only... just uh, kind of red shirting if right, you will, behind mm-hmm. Alex Smith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right. Anyway, Still, league MVP though. Come on. Yeah, man. that's my that's my Mahomey. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Case on the case. Yes, wait, sir. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, 365 pairs of shoes, ladies and gents. Woo-hoo. We got new Woo-hoo. shoes, you shoes, or you want to donate cash at James up 619 884 or James at CSFirst.com. And look, we updated the thermometer. We're at 264 pairs of shoes. So Three of those that just came from Mr. John Case himself. Thank oh. You. Yeah, trying to do my yeah, best, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate every single donation. So, ladies and gents, if you got new shoes, you shoes, or you want to donate cash, hit James up. Reminder, guy does insurance. We have an insurance agency. We want to increase your bottom line, help you uh, get more dollars in uh, from the book of business that you already have. So, if you need help with your homeowners, your life, whatever it is, we'll help you with that. If you want to add business in, or add insurance into your business, we can do that. And, of course, uh, the sun is out. It gives you a lot of energy if and only if you have solar on your roof. So if you want to get solar, make sure you guys hit up dronecode.net forward slash business bros. They'll come out, hover a drone over your roof, take measurements, send it out to the roofing contractor, send it out to the solar companies. Then you sit back, look at all the quotes you got, pick the one that works for you and start making that sun put fun in your pocket, I guess. I don't know. Ah, That's pretty good. Something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked. It worked. (laughs) All right, you spitting rhymes, right? Doctor Seuss in there, right there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, John, let's get into our conversation. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, we spoke a little bit before the show. You're about mm-hmm. my age, so Roughly, you know, give we, or take. We right? got we got through the adolescent years. We did. We made it. We're here. <laughs> We're here. We're here. We're here. Mm-hmm. How did you decide to get into law and then all of a sudden real estate? What, mm-hmm. what happened there? Okay, so yeah, it uh, kind of a you know interesting story. Uh, I originally uh, started off as an attorney. Uh, I actually got my uh, legal license 2011, so right around the crux of the economic <laughs> downturn. I feel starting to maybe yeah, back a, little a little bit, a little bit, bit right. And so I uh, got my degree from Ohio State, came back to California. Buckeye, uh, I'm a Buckeye. What? I O. Yep. So it's started, you know, putting my business together. Tried to get on with a couple of firms, that didn't work out. So I hung out my own shingle. 
Uh, and at that time, my mom was transitioning, becoming an independent broker herself. She was selling real estate with a different company, and uh, she thought, you know what, I think I'm going to try to do this on my own. And uh, she was, she inquired, you know, would you be interested in maybe starting something together? I was like, you know what, that sounds like like an interesting idea. For a little bit, I did both, so I was doing both the legal work and the real estate. What kind of law? Uh, I actually studied real estate law at Ohio State. Yeah, so whether landlord tenant, uh, commercial yeah. leasing, things of that nature. I always knew that I was going to go into real estate in Somehow, some capacity. Yeah, well, that's how people make money, right? Yeah. That's the reality. Most people, when they diversify their portfolio, one of the key things they do is put some money into real estate. Whether residential or commercial, commercial doesn't matter. Or both. Or you both, know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, got to live somewhere. Exactly. So, um, at that time, looking around, figuring things out, and uh, started the company, but I couldn't really serve two masters at once. You know, mm -hmm. the legal side, the real estate side, going back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, in 2014, kind of unwound my whole legal practice. I told my clients at that time, I was actually negotiating some contracts for a travel company. And I told them, you guys are my last legal client. I'm moving, transitioning forward to, to real estate full time at that point. Um, took my exam. I had been a salesperson for a while, got my broker's license, and then became a full-time real estate broker in 2015. Been doing that ever since. So. Dude, so let me ask you, like, I mean, both of those are technically like sales jobs. Like, you still had to go out and find clients on the mm -hmm. law side. Mm -hmm. Then you had to transition and go out and find clients on the real estate side. Mm -hmm. What's that been like? I mean, what, what's what's your experience in generating new clientele? You know, it's, it's funny. Um, if you would have asked me this question some years back, I would have given you a much different answer, but today it's fun. That's the answer. It's fun. Uh, it took a while to learn the sales game, and and I call it a game because it's a uh, it's got a set of rules. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you you have to figure things out. Uh, there is no set playbook, and so you have to go out there and through trial and error and you know finding folks who who can show you the way and figuring things out on your own. You can kind of start putting things together. So. Uh, at this point, uh, I don't think sales is a dirty word anymore. I mm. love sales. You know, you've accepted it. It's not. You know what? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even accepted it. It's more of like it's become a part of me. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's an integral part of what I do, uh, and I, and I like to take it to to a level beyond just selling. Cause I think selling has a, a kind of an interesting connotation. Some people some people look down on it. Some people don't. Whatever. What have you. Um, I like to think of myself as a broker of information, mm -hmm. and uh, and I like to be able to present that information in a way where in a way where my clients understand exactly what it is that I'm saying to help them fully make the best decision for themselves. That's really yeah. what I'm there to do. Well, let's let's. I mean, I'm I'm big. I'm a big fan of like Zig Ziglar stuff, right? Loves it. And, and he's one of those people who's like, look, you're a salesperson through and through. Like you need to accept the fact that this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Now, how you approach the sale game is going to vary, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be the hard nose. I'm just going to call, you know, grab you like a pit bull on your ankle and make mm -hmm. you get you down until you, until you buy. Or you can be the other one where you actually develop relationships, where you inform people, where you give people all the information. Look, the person you're talking to is already interested in buying. Mm -hmm. That's They've already made the decision that that's where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. You're just the one who's going to help them get to the finish line. So you got to provide them everything they need. you got to be able to listen to what they want and dig a little deeper to help them understand there are things that they may not even understand they want yet mm -hmm. and then provide the answers using your product or service. And not just that. So if you... If you if you really look at, well, number one, we live in a capitalistic society, right? United States. So, yes. uh, so you, <laughs> you go on Instagram, you're getting sold this. You go on Facebook, you're getting sold that. So we are inundated with sort of selling. And I think that's why sometimes people have such an adverse reaction to it. But the reality is you're always selling. Mm -hmm. Honey, where do you want to go today to get dinner? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 oh, <laughs> you want pizza? Do you want to go with a burger? Do you want to go? Uh, where do you want to go for drinks? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want to do on vacation? Kids, I need you to do the homework. Hey, I need you to do this. I need so at the end of the day, you're always whether you realize it or not, you're always trying to influence somebody to see things from your perspective and hopefully uh, help them see what you're offering and think, well, that might be a good option for me. Maybe maybe you're not into pizza, but uh, we can find a common ground and go into a burger joint, something to that effect. You know what I mean? So funny you say that, man, because. Uh you know, we, we often relate uh, sales and that whole sales process to like dating, right? So you're, you're constantly talking to somebody, you're trying to get that next date, trying to get the next date, mm -hmm. till they commit, till they get married, right? Mm -hmm. And if you really think about it like your spouse, I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, um, you know, the 
I was gonna make steaks. I didn't go to the store. I didn't get them. Um, and the wife was like, "You know what? I don't really. I, f- I don't feel like. Let's take a day off. Let's just get something to eat." And of course, she gets gives me like, "Go ahead, get whatever you want, right?" <laughs> and I understand because I've been with her long enough. I've asked enough questions. I I had to dig a little deeper. I had to ask a little more. I had to you know those pre qualifying questions before you make a buying decision, right? And so one of those, I was like, "You need to be a little more specific because if I ask the kids, they're gonna say Burger King, and I know." You don't like Burger King, right? right, right you know? exactly. But it's the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're talking to a client, you know they're like, "I want a three bedroom, two bath, uh, you know, home under you know four hundred thousand." Well, that's great. Well, why? why? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The why is so important. The why is the mm-hmm. is the most valuable. Mm-hmm. You're going to mm-hmm. get way more information. Mm-hmm. You're going to understand. Do I want a split level? Do I want a single level? Do I want you know? Do I want a two car garage? Do I want a three car garage? Mm-hmm. Do I want to live in a cul de sac? Is the stu- cool is the school areas important? Why is it that you want stuff? Get to know your client. It's it is a dating process. You're not going to go from the day you meet to the finish line. Like that. Like that. No. Right? Yeah, and if yeah. you do, that's not a long lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, in sales that happens. Yeah. Right? Well, it but just depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? Yes. It depends on your goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depends on sort of your style and, and what it is that you hope to achieve. With with us, with our company, we really we really are a relationship based company. Like most of our clients are folks who become friends, folks who we associate with long beyond the sale, not just the sale process, but beyond that. And and they tell their friends and they tell their family. And so uh, we really value that and honor that. And, and it's something that uh, has kind of organically developed. It wasn't necessarily, I'll be honest, it wasn't necessarily our intention to do that, mm-hmm. but it, it just developed that way. And so uh, it, it's, a, it's become an integral part of what we do. And trying to really understand the client's motivations because to your point uh i i want to i want to live on a cul-de-sac but why well i feel that the cul-de-sac offers me a level of safety there's not going to be people driving through my neighborhood at 100 miles an hour i'm going to feel okay letting my children play out in the front yard Uh, i'm going to be able to uh tend to my yard and feel comfortable when i'm doing so whatever the situation might be so gaining that understanding really understanding their perspective allows me to then go into the marketplace and find them what they really want as opposed to just saying well i just want like a, like i said a three two in a nice neighborhood well that doesn't really give me a lot there's a lot of really nice neighborhoods there's a lot of really great areas that you could call home uh what is it about this particular thing that you're looking to achieve well i want great schools okay I'm starting to get it. Give me a little more. Well, no, I want these great schools. Mm. Ah, now we're moving in a direction where I can now really be a service. Right, exactly. So we start off broad and we start narrow, narrow, narrow. And uh, I'll, I'll tell clients, look, uh, especially on the buyer side, right? Uh, Hernan, uh, what are you looking for? I'm looking for three, two. Okay, I'm going to send you a bunch of homes to start. As a matter of fact, I'm going to send you way too many homes to start. Do me a favor. Just parse through the information that I'm sending you and pick out a couple of ones that you think kind of meet your needs and then send them my way and let me look at them. Because what I'm going to start seeing is I'm going to start seeing patterns Mm -hmm. develop. I'm going to start seeing uh, certain things come up between this one and this one and this one and this one. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be a little more keen on what it is that you're looking for. And then give me feedback. John, the 50 that you sent me, none of them match the criteria. Okay, why not? What didn't you like? Well, this one was too close to the freeway. This one had too much noise. This one was single level and I want to. This one was too large. This one's too small. So slowly I take all that information and now we start to put together a profile of what it is that you're actually looking for that I can go out into the marketplace and find. So is this, is this something that you just knew right off the bat starting real estate, this is how you're going to go? Or, no, or did you no. have to like fall on your face a couple times and figure it out? So what, what, at least with me, I've always been interested in sales. Right. Uh, to your point, even even it's funny as attorneys, attorneys don't think of themselves as salespeople. But on some level, you are you have to get buy in from your client. Hey, uh, you're getting sued. This is probably the best course of action. You're going to go to jail. You should really consider these options. Like part of what you're trying to do is advocate for your client, but also lay out things in a way where you can they can kind of make sense and make the best decisions for themselves. Right. So you're you, you are selling in a way. Um, and transitioning from that to now true sales as far as you know uh, 100% income commission based sales uh, we realized that we had to present something a little different than the rest of the marketplace we're an independent broker where we we don't have the name recognition we don't have the brand or the marketing that some other firms might have so how do you differentiate yourselves you have to offer a higher caliber of service like i like to call ourselves the rolls royce of service mm-hmm. you're not going to find a better service company maybe you will 
but you'd be hard pressed. You're gonna have to look. You're gonna have to look real hard. And I'm not saying that there aren't others out there, but I'd like to put ourselves up there with those with those caliber companies. And so, in order to do that, we had to refine our systems. We had to figure out really what can we offer you as the consumer that's gonna attract you to us. What can we what can we present that you're like, damn, I want to work with John. That, that's like he really gets me. He really understands what it is that I'm trying to achieve, and I can see he's working his butt off to do it. Let's let's work together. Let's see what more you can provide. So. You know. When I talk to different uh, people who are thinking about getting in business, people who have been in business, one of the lines I really like to use is, your purpose in business is to be of service to others, mm-hmm. but your business's purpose is to make a profit, Yeah. right? And so, you know, having an independent brokerage, not having the name recognition, you know, has its plus and minuses when it comes to operating as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is your, what do you think? see as an ultimate goal in your particular practice do you see yourself as a large team do you see yourself as you know a couple mm-hmm. agents that are close by what, mm-hmm. where do you envision yourself going so right now the team is four it's, we're a family-owned broker so i work with my mom my dad and we have another an agent in in-house and then we have some folks that come in and out to help with kind of ancillary tasks and things mm-hmm. of that nature so but the core team is four uh, in my mind, the way that the company sort of forms out and builds itself is, I call them eagles. I want eagles. I want people who who understand the business, who like the, who love the business, actually. You can't like it. You have to love yeah, it. Yeah. This is a tough business. Real estate, it's funny. A lot of people will, will hear, hey, man, you're a good speaker. You should be a realtor. Or, hey, you know what? Uh, you're good with numbers. You, you should think about selling real estate. Or, hey, uh, you know, I saw you talking to those folks, and you, you can build good rapport. Maybe, maybe you should look at sales. And once you get into it you start to realize the sort of the difficulty of it Mm. and the day in and day out process of what it takes and if you don't have a system if you don't have a way of approaching things and honestly if you don't have the mentality the thing the, the advantage that i had quite frankly is that i literally willed my way through law school like it was one of those things of uh uh where uh, when i first so let me let me take you back um this is a story of failure. I I initially thought about going to law school when I was finishing up UCSD back in right around 2002-2003. And the idea of becoming an attorney was this sort of far off nebulous concept of like I got my original degree in communication. So I thought, well maybe if uh, and I wanted to go into TV and radio, you know, kind of sort of yeah. like this. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, maybe if that doesn't work out, I can always, one of my buddies, a really good friend of mine who I really respect, he said, you know what, if nothing else, you can look at other professions such as the law, for example. Maybe you could become an attorney. And at that time, I was like, yeah, me. Become, yeah, yeah, me, an attorney, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the folks who know me, uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, from there, I, um, I, I moved to Yuma, Arizona to pursue my television career. So I, I, I started off at KSWT Channel 13, originally hired on to be on-air talent, but eventually sort of shifted and went on the back end. I actually, we were talking about before the show, right? Uh, production side, yeah. so getting cameras ready, uh, doing the six o'clock and 12 o'clock broadcast, or 11.30 right before, I think it was Letterman at the time, and um, started really understanding sort of that business and realized, man, I don't know if I can be in this business. The um, the control that is sort of exerted by folks above me as to who makes it on air, who doesn't, and whether you'll be on camera or not. Um, I didn't like that lack of control. I wanted to have a little bit more ownership over my career. This is like 2005? So this would be 2004. Yeah, 2003 to 2004. So we're still babies in the internet space. Uh, oh, 100%. There, you know, the no, yeah, 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 yeah no. There's no YouTube. It's not, yeah, it's not there yet. There's no YouTube. There's no oh, is it Vimeo. There's no There's no video platforms. The, the, the internet at this point is like... Was it real player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were. Yeah, oh God, I remember real player. Exactly. Yeah, it really it kicks the yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is this is kind of the environment that we're in, and um, I decide to pack everything. I was living at home. I, uh, I said, you know what? I'm going back to San Diego. So I moved back to San Diego, and I find a job. I start uh, working at a motorhome facility, C and D motorhomes. I don't think they're around anymore. But uh, it, was, it was on the corner of Convoy and Balboa. So I uh, started working in uh, the service department. And uh, um, basically, when you would bring in your motorhome, I was the guy that you'd come in and say, John, my toilet's not working. I need you to install a satellite. The pop-up is, now, you know, I can hear a crunching sound. And then you'd leave your motorhome with us. I'd go through the home. We'd fix everything up. And then I'd call her and your, your property is ready or your motorhome is ready to go. Uh, you can pick it up whenever. And um, 
I was really good at it. You know, I, I, my boss liked me. I moved up through the chain, but well, there yeah, wasn't a communications degree. Right. So yeah, you better work. But, but, <laughs> but the challenge was there was only so far you could go, right? Yeah. It was either I, I got to like assistant manager level. And then the only other position above that was my boss's job, which he wasn't going to give up. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, where do, what do I want to do? And, um, I remember sitting in, at the desk and seeing people coming in and the people that were coming in with the big coaches, we sold luxury coaches, Monaco's. Yeah, for those, yeah. 250,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. Half a million dollar coaches. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So these were big, big, big uh, buses, essentially. That's my dream house, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, people would come in, and I was kind of started taking stock of who are the people coming in. So we had athletes that owned these, these rigs, mm-hmm. um, like NASCAR and like funny car drivers, things like that. Folks who were like, you know, you see them parking on the pit and everything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, there were attorneys, doctors, uh, and other sort of high income earners that were coming through. And so I was like, I remember sitting being like, okay, how do I go from this side of the desk to, to that, that side of the desk? And so I remember getting out of notepad, and I still distinct, because it, it was a moment that kind of shaped everything getting to this point right mm-hmm. now. Um, I remember writing down like, okay, so athlete, I'm like, can't hit a baseball, can't <laughs> dunk, uh, no football. So, okay, sports Cross are out. Yeah. Can't stand the sight of blood, don't like dealing Not with blood, be can't be a doctor. And then right there was attorney. And I was like, you know, I wonder if I could be an attorney. It was still an idea, still sort of like this far off concept. So, at, but at that point, now enough time had lapsed where some of my classmates had gone and transitioned to law school. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, how did you do what you did? How did you get to where you are now? And they're like, well, you're going to have to prepare, you're going to have to take the exam, and then, you know, you're going to have to apply to the school. I said, okay. And so that was 2004. I didn't get accepted into law school until 2007. So it's like so three this, years in the making. So what I started doing, I talked to my boss, and the one thing that, I, that I'm truly grateful, his name is Keith. Keith was awesome in that he really supported me. I said, look, um, I don't think I'm going to stay with the company forever. I really have this idea that I can try to go to law school and try to make something about myself. And, um, and, I'm, and uh, I don't want to quit because I, I, I need this. But at the same time, um, I don't necessarily think I'm going to be here for the long haul. Are you cool with that? He was like, yeah. He's like, as long as you get your work done, as long as everything stays the same, you're good to go. So I would, I would study during my lunch breaks. I would um, come in early, get everything done, try to leave early as well because I was trying to take uh, additional classes mm-hmm. after, after work. And so geared everything up, uh, figured out, you know, I got to take the, take the LSAT. You were talking about PSATs earlier, right? To get ready for the exam. And um, first time around, I, you have the ability to, to submit a form and not get your score back if you don't want to know how you did. And so I remember taking the exam on Saturday and then Monday morning I faxed in the form. I didn't want to know what I got. Why? So, because I knew, I knew, you know, you know. Yeah, there's times when you know, but isn't it, isn't, I, I would think, knowing exactly how well like you know i was having this conversation with kids today and i was talking about how you can you know all of us are gonna most of us are gonna end up average that's the whole point of being average is that it's the majority of people it's mm-hmm. an average right mm-hmm. an average income earner in california is going to be at sixty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. i would want to know am i below mm-hmm. or am i above like i, I was below <laughs> I was below. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so, so, so it, but it was, it was a, it was, it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I, I had gone through the process. I kind of knew what to expect. So then, from there, kept studying, took it again. This time, I kept the score and I applied with that score, and the score wasn't good. But I was like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to apply anyway, right? So at that point, I wanted to stay local. So there's three law schools here in San Diego: USD, Cal Western, Thomas Jefferson. So I applied to all three, and I'm like, um, let's see if I can make it happen here. Uh, right off the bat, USD was, thank you for your application, Mr. Case, uh, but unfortunately, we have. <laughs> Cal Western uh, was a little kinder. They were like, you know, we looked at your application, but yeah, no. And then Thomas Jefferson, though, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson kept me on the hook. They kept, they kept me on the hook for a little bit. <laughs> so they said... Um, they gave you hope. They did. They did. And hope can be a kind of, you know, a dangerous thing. And uh, they said, we're not not accepting you. We're putting you on the wait list. So if somebody above you, you're like wherever you are. Like I think I was like number seven or eight. So there are, there are set folks that have been accepted already. And then there there's you. 
Mm-hmm. So if anybody ahead of you, because Drops. because people apply to yeah. multiple universities, right? Yeah, they so don't you know if they're going to go with this one or not. Exactly. Yeah. And, and most people hedge their bets. So I'm apply here, 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 here. And then I'll make a decision once I figure out what to do. Right. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'm waiting. And now this is waiting for somebody to fail. Well, or, or, make a, or make a different decision, right? I might, my, again, I'm losing control, right? Part of what I wanted to do was have control Maintain over, control, and all yeah. of a sudden it's like, ah, I'm out of control. So waiting, and uh, we're starting to go into the summer, and they're like, hey, you, um, you, we don't have any news yet. So I'd call, and I got to the point, it's so funny, I got to the point where the admissions office kind of knew who I was because I kept calling. And <laughs> Mr. Call. Case, yeah, they're we like, don't have any right, updates for exactly. you. No, um, seriously, that was feel the Feel free hell. to try next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not and, tomorrow, sir. And we, next week. <laughs> one week became two, two weeks became three, three. And then all of a sudden it's like, guys, like the, the, the semester's starting. Like, what's going on? And, and then at the end, like, they're like, no, you know, unfortunately... We hate to inform you, you, you were not accepted. And I was like, oh, right? So now, but now a year's passed, right? So we started off in 03, now we're into, I'm sorry, 04, now into 05. And so I'm like, okay. Your boss is thinking you're full of it now. Well, I mean, they, they kind of <laughs> they kind of knew what was going on. So then at this point, I said, okay, we got to regroup, right? We got to figure out a, a different form of attack. So for all the sales folks out there, uh, look at what you're doing see the results you're getting and if you're not getting the results that you're getting change something you can't keep doing what you're doing what you're doing what you're doing and then expect something else or something new to happen right so i went back and i said okay at this point the company that i'm working for is in shambles they're no longer around as i stated before so they're they're kind of having financial trouble i can see the writing on the wall and so at this point i kind of dive full in no friends no going out no nothing my life is studying for this this test and um take the exam again do significantly better than the previous two times and uh but this time i said okay i was very narrow in my approach on who you're gonna go san San diego only right so now 22 schools 22 schools i spent I spent a good amount of money it's like on applications. It's like 50 bucks an application. Yeah, yeah. at least. Right? At least. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. And so I said, okay. And not just California, but everywhere. So I kind of took, I literally took out the map and I was like, okay, so Where we have. Where am I not going to go? So exactly. So and these are left. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so uh, long story short, uh, I was working. I got the call from Ohio State saying that I had been accepted. And I remember our dean asking, uh, Mr. Case, do you think that Ohio State is a, uh, a place you would want to go? And I was like, uh if you want me there tomorrow, I will drop everything to be there. That was my number one school, OH. So, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, get accepted. And then, but now we have a different process because, so getting to law, my mentality getting to law school was a little different than my classmates. I think they can all attest to this because um, it took me such a long time to get there that I really enjoyed law school. Like, I really tried to take... You actually wanted to live. I wanted to be there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, uh, there's a family expectation that you're going to be there. There wasn't like, uh, we have generations of folks that have gone to the, through this process and used the, the expectations there for you as well. Or, or anything like that. It was more of like, I'm... This is a, a choice. It's, it's, is, a, it's a maturity level thing mm-hmm. too, right? I, I mean, was I, at that point. I was like you twenty. In high school, that was like, like twenty-seven at that point. Yeah, and but I, and that I'm, time I'm, you decided you wanted to learn. Correct. Like, there's a. It, it's it's something that I think most people go through. Um, I say most because some people never decide yeah. they want to learn, right? Mm-hmm. But most people get to a point where they want to better themselves, mm-hmm. and they realize that that knowledge is that way to get somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever knowledge is going to be, whether it's a trade, mm-hmm. whether it's law school, mm-hmm. but you decided. This is for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. So now all of a sudden the content makes sense. I dropped out of college at mm-hmm. San Diego State mm-hmm. and I was a good student. I got A's, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't right. care to learn. When mm-hmm. I went back, I was like, Uncle Sam, you know, bookkeeping, what the heck is all this? I got mm-hmm. my degree in accounting, but oh, I wanted to learn. It's different, right? The mentality, yeah. once, that, once you have that shift, all of a sudden the learning is fun. Kind of like what we said, sales is fun now, right? Yeah. Because that takes a shift in your approach, a shift in, in sort of your psyche, your psychology as to how, how you're approaching things. So once I got to law school, all of a sudden it, it was a it was a, a totally different challenge. I, I enjoyed the process, but it was a difficult process because it was it, it was it was very humbling. It's very humbling being in an environment where you're like, 
when you hear somebody, you know, the Socratic method, uh, you know, such and such case, Mr. Mr. Case, yeah. what do you think about the, you know, the holding in this case? And I go, you say your answer. And then, you know, uh, Mr. Schonauer, what do you think? And then that person blows, blows. your answer. And out I'm water. just like, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> where did you even come up with that? Right. Like, yeah. like being in a room full of so many smart, people. It, it just absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant folks, you mm -hmm. know, folks who are doing great things now. And, um, but how did that elevate your game? Well, it forced, it, it forces you to, to take a different approach, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't just, uh, sort of skate by. I'm not giving that and kind so, of answer again. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? not, not even that. It was more like, it's more like I have to do better. I yes. have to better myself. So the idea, whether it was going, coming back from Arizona to, to San Diego or leaving the position at, at uh, CND Motorhomes, then going to Ohio. It, the, 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 the idea is always like, how can I improve? How can I get better? How can I do what I'm doing either more efficiently or more productively? Whatever it is, like always pushing yourself to, to, to grow. I think mm -hmm. it's all about growth, right? Absolutely. To your point. Like, yeah. So um, from there, uh, but again, like I said, a story of failure. So it took me, it took me three tries to get into law school. Then it took me a whole, I, I remember my first year, I was with a classmate, and, and he knows who he is. If he ever sees this, he knows who I'm talking about. We went into a room, and uh, again, our dean is explaining what the process is for graduating. And I remember the, the dean saying, look, this is how it works, guys. If you can get your, I think it's 88, I want to say 88. I think it's, if you get your 88 credits, and you don't fail more than two classes, you will walk out of here with a law degree. And I was in the far back of the room, and I kind of raised my hand, and I was like, let me rephrase. I want to know if I heard you right. You're telling me if I just get my 88 credits and I can fail up to two classes and I can still walk out of here with a degree? She's like, Mr. Case, you're correct. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah, I got like, this. I got, exactly. It was I like, got I got this. this, right? Famous last words. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, went through the process, took my lumps, but eventually, you know, graduate from law school. But, but kind of like with the real estate, I tell people, Getting your real estate license is the easiest part of the game. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the easiest. Like you think that's hard, yet that's probably the easiest portion of the program. Because yes. once you actually get into the actual day-to-day -day thing, you know. And so came back to California uh, and started studying for for the bar exam. And again, you know, very difficult. One of the most difficult things that I've done professionally, as far as passing that exam. And back then, it was three days. Now I believe it's two. Some you know, folks can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a two day exam now. Back then it was three. And so I remember again, kind of back to the drawing board, no friends, no going out. No, it's just tunnel vision. This mm. is the thing. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to succeed. Thing. Yeah. And, and, but it's similar process, right? Take the exam. Um, I get a letter from state bar and the way that the way that it was back then you know this is going back in eight years so i don't know how it is now but back then the way that you know that you pass is you input your code into the system on the day that the 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 score is released you don't know your score but if you see your name on the list you made it and if you put your login and it doesn't go anywhere you didn't, didn't. make it <laughs> so guess which one i was uh, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I reload. I, I, like, yeah, no, can we refresh? No. Can we reload? Can we the figure out <laughs> what you were doing while you were taking the test? Bro. So, uh, I'm like, damn, I didn't pass. Okay, you know, it is what it is. I get a letter from the state. I wish I kept the letter. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what I did with it. But the letter stated the the, the, the synopsis or the, the the crux of the letter was, Mr. Case, you came so close to passing that we actually had a second proctor review your exam. But unfortunately, you didn't pass. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Talk about hope, dude. Like, yeah. why, why would you even do that? Well, because when you're on the borderline, you know, because each exam is graded by Proctor. Mm -hmm. So uh, in, in an effort for fairness, they said, okay, you're just, you're, you're on that line. Let's give it to somebody else and let somebody, I mean, you, yeah, teacher, yeah. right? You know what, you know, exactly. sometimes you need a set pair of eyes, like maybe the person missed something or there's something there. So evidence, by the way, guys, I'm just evidence. Thinking, like, you know, instant replay, dude. Like mm -hmm. you, did you step on the line? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Stand, it, it, the call is, is yeah. gonna stay as called, right? <laughs> so you know, so it's back to the drawing board again. So, but 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 at every stage, because because you asked me the question, is this something that that just came inherently to you? No, it was like with the with our business and our processes now. It's as a result of all of these life experiences where you try something and it doesn't work, 
but you keep trying. You yeah. don't you don't give up. Like if that's something that you really want to do. So to all the folks out there, whatever it is that you're doing, doesn't matter what it is. If it's important to you and if you value it and if you if you want to give it a go, then give it your all. It like the the one thing that I can say is you have to give it your all. The the the, the going sort of halfway is not going to get you the results that you want. And so to the exam, you know, buckle down, to sat down and, I, and and but it was funny because at, at one point, my um, I had a conversation with with my mom, the broker of the company now, and she said, "Well, what are you gonna do? Like, if you don't pass the exam, because I'm I'm gearing up to take the yeah, exam yeah. again, right?" And I'm like, "Oh," so she's like, "If if you don't pass the exam, like, what are you gonna do?" And I distinctly remember telling her, "I will take this exam until I pass it." <laughs> there is no there is there is I, no other option until I pass it. That's the answer. Like until I pass it, that's it. So whether it's one, two, whatever. And so took it again, passed it this time around, and, you know, decided then not to practice law. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you set out to do something. You did it, right? I love that. So, I love that. Come over here, like, yeah. all this all this effort, like, you tried so hard for so long it's, to pass this test, and then you actually, it's you the actually challenge. get it. You actually, you know, pass the test, mm. and you're like, yeah, bro, that's cool, but, but I'm going to go be a real estate but agent. But it was, it was because it, it was the challenge, right? In my mind, <laughs> it was in 2000, because like, then I, you know, it's 2011 by the time I get my, my legal license. But, but it goes back to that kid at 22 years old thinking, can I do this? That's mm-hmm. the challenge. Can you do it? Can I do can it? Can I do it, right? Would you set yourself up to do something and you accomplish what it is you set out that, to do? You know, and you, and, and, but that's a quality that you're going to take with you throughout whatever it is you're going to do going forward there's yeah. nothing going to stop you i'm going to become a broker and i'm going to be a kick-ass broker and i'm going to i'm going to get the business because i'm going to provide a quality service like nothing is going to stand in my way not a bar exam <laughs> <laughs> not the lsat not the not, LSAT. Not, <laughs> not my law school no and, that, and that's that's you know that's as far as you know if i had a message to relate to folks is we we live in such an interesting time like the fact that we could do this, for example, mm-hmm. this wasn't around when I, I wonder if my, if, if, if young John is out there and he's thinking about getting into TV and he says, you know what, screw the actual channel. I'm going to create, create my, my own. own. Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't around back then, right? That wasn't an option. So correct. So nowadays, and, and you have, and in, 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 in that thing that's recording me right now are the answers to everything ever. Yeah. We're right? part cyborgs. Right, dude. exactly. It's, so it's just what it is. So, You're attached to information. Any anything you want to know, anything you want to learn is at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And it's up but but here's the thing. It's up to you to, to make to that decision it. and do it. Yeah. To yeah. want to learn it. Yeah, you have to push I had, yourself. I had, you know, stuff I can, like, I don't know, growing up, I had encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, kids today probably don't know what that is, but it was our Google. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or the library, like the, library. the Dewey Decimal System. Does yeah. anybody remember that? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I, search a book means you have to flip through the pages, mm-hmm. right? But that's, again, those are just ways, like, if you want to learn, it took a little more effort. Today, it's, we're, we're so close to being Matrix style. We're just plug it in and, and I'm going to know. Go. Right. But you have everything you need to know. Like, if, I know, like, I remember one time uh, one of our dryers broke a long time ago. Well, not too long because I looked it up on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, what's going on? Who had similar problems? And it was something simple that I could fix, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea, but somebody else had already done it. Right. The knowledge is there. Do you want to know the answer? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what comes next? And not just that, because sometimes it's, it's there. But are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to, are you actually willing to, like, because it's there, right? It's work. like, there it is. Like, there, uh, we, we live in this generation where people like steps and sequences and, mm-hmm. and ways of doing things. Like, I didn't, there was no plan as far as me getting to be a real estate broker, right? It was more of, as things happened in my life, I took advantage of opportunities that were presented. But, but nowadays, I see a lot of folks sort of, um, hold themselves back because they're oh well there is no manual on how to do that so then I, I don't want to do it because if I can't follow a sequence of things to get to where I want to go then I don't know if I can do it and therefore I don't want to try it all and that's just something people tell themselves because there's manuals all over the place right. there's called autobiographies you can mm-hmm. listen to people who've right, done there it you before. go right absolutely they, there's there's actual step-by-step mm-hmm. you know online tutorials and mm-hmm. videos and Pinterests and you know the list goes on whatever it is you want to do it's an opportunity mm-hmm. you don't have to go to law school pass the bar exam and decide not to do it you can mm-hmm. actually probably go shadow people and see if that's something you want to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different options but i but the tenacity that you had the determination to get mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm, end game mm-hmm. that's what people lack it's that mm-hmm. effort it's that action it's the mm-hmm. it's the work that's required to do it mm-hmm. that's where i think most people fall off they wait mm-hmm. to feel like they're gonna do it 
rather than just doing it getting that tunnel vision yeah to to finish the line you know to finish the job because we get distracted we want to have fun mm -hmm. we want to go out with our friends yeah, we yeah. want to do everything other than the one thing that we got to get done to achieve our goal and, and 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 by the way so one of the and one of the things people always ask is like if you if you kind of what uh, what james was mentioning you know you went through all that you tried so hard you did everything and then you decided not to practice law and, and but what I tell people is number one it was the goal can I do it but then back of that was I am eternally grateful to my legal training because we live in a society that has rules and very few people take the time to understand and know the rules it's the game it's the game and every but you're held to the consequences of that game mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where if you do something that breaks the law you will be put in jail or there could be fine there will be let's just put it there'll be consequences there will be and most people don't take the time to educate themselves as to how to go about in that space to to both reap the benefit and avoid the uh the potential pitfalls right yeah. and and my legal training uh taught me a way to think which is invaluable, I think, especially in, in the business world. Part of the reason why I went to law school, not business school, because I thought about business school, was, and this is 100% true, I said at some point when I own my companies, I'm going to have to talk to attorneys, and I need to be able to speak their language. I can learn business. I can, I can create a business. I can grow a business. I can learn business by being in business. I will never be allowed to be an attorney without the license. So I need the license because I need to be able to speak attorney in order to talk to attorneys and be in those circles and have those conversations and understand where they're coming from. That's funny. So there was a there was a like a thought out methodical approach. It wasn't like, oh, well, now you don't practice law. So no, no, it's invaluable. What I have is invaluable. I, th that's one of my most most prized um, accomplishments being a, a, a legal professional. And this is one of the reasons why I have so many licenses and, you know, the same type of thing. I mean accounting degree teaching credentials yeah. mathematics i have a tax practice i mean real estate license mm -hmm. life insurance like, all these different things why because the more i know right the more conversations i can have mm -hmm. and the more opportunities i see within your story mm -hmm. right so anybody i sit down and talk to when i'm asking those why questions they see problems or concerns i see solutions and opportunities mm -hmm. because i speak a different language i can communicate i want to put you in contact with a with a tax attorney that's going to help you out with your particular problem right and i can i can talk to that attorney and tell him exactly what you need because i've translated your civilian talk right, to yeah. that mm -hmm. tax talk mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. or same thing with real estate or yeah. insurance whatever it's going to be it's just it's it's you know some people want to learn you know french or italian right you just learned a different dialect it's, it's a trend correct mm -hmm. totally and, and 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 i use it in my i use it in my business every day uh it it, it allows us to like i said going back to to the original question it allows me to provide a, a different caliber of service just a little bit different that's all yeah. but it helps us to differentiate ourselves in the market where my aunt's a, a real estate agent and my dad owns a brokerage and my cousins in mortgages and everybody knows somebody who's somehow tied to real estate mm -hmm. usually right there's there it's a just hop skip it's a hop skip jump and yeah. you can usually get to somebody like two degrees of separation right so <laughs> so if in in a market that has that much saturation being able to provide a little bit different perspective a little bit more creativity solution oriented to your point mm -hmm. be, you know not looking at the problems but focusing on what can we do to help you get to where you want to go right uh has been you know uh, absolutely invaluable in, in my profession in my in my professional career i love it so. well i love listening to a buckeye story i mean you can't go wrong <laughs> right i mean it's it's it was an incredible journey i mean to get to to where you are today i yeah. mean you know, a lot of times people only see the success that you're having now. Right. They don't see the struggles that you went through before. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing Absolutely. that story. Thank you. You know, there's other people who are just getting started. Yeah. They are that 22-year-old with that dream coming up, and they don't know what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. And they're going to fall, and they're going to trip, and they're going to get up, and they're going to keep going. And, you know, to hear stories like that where, look, look, it wasn't easy. No. It didn't come <laughs> overnight. This success is something that comes after years of developing yourself as an individual, your knowledge base and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, dude, you worked so hard for that. Like, I'm truly impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Truly thank you. impressed. And in a way disappointed. Because he didn't. I mean, I, that's your choice. But like, <laughs> just the fact that you went out there and just did this just because what somebody try and tell me i can't do this that really was tell i me mean I can't do it tell me no, i can't it, do it. that's really what it was honestly yeah. like at, certain, like, at certain yep. points it was like you know, I, I, I little side note 
I actually had a professor pull me aside. And this was really the trigger that kind of was like, oh man, no, this is, this is full speed ahead. He pulled me aside and he said, after our first set of exams, I didn't do well. And uh, he said, Mr. Case, are you sure law school's for you? Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, like, bro, I was like, I was like, <laughs> Really, dude? You know like, what? That's the best thing you possibly. Can it say really. You know what? Thank to you. this day, and I've talked to my classmates about this. I have good friends that we've had this conversation before. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if he was trying to light a fire under my ass, or he was just trying to be kind of yeah. just a hard ass. But regardless of what the motivation was, it was that point, especially in law school, that all of a sudden was like, okay, dude, no, like yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna show you. Yeah, this is for me. This, I, I chose to be here. That's right. Like, I made the decision to tell be here. Me again. <laughs> Just tell me again. So there you go, folks. You know. All right, John. Look at this camera right here. I want you to tell people how to get a hold of you because uh, you probably think you know your insurance contract. I bet I know an attorney who really knows it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Your real estate contract. Real estate contract. Yeah, yeah. But insurance, uh, too, probably. <laughs> so, guys, if you're trying to get a hold of me, super easy. Uh, at Consult by Case on Instagram, on YouTube, Insta, what is it, Snap. Snap uh, just got my TikTok account, so maybe you can look for me there. Uh, we're at DuomoRealEstate.com, uh, and my direct line is 858-776-5761. Boom, and then you can like point down if people want to see. It's right there. Your banner's below you at some point. James throws it on there. Um, it's, there, it's there. It's there. The last little segment we usually do is Ask the Bros. Okay. So I'm going to let you think of a question while I'll tell people about our 365 pairs of shoes. So if you got new shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate cash, you got to hit James up, 619-884-0045, or James at csfirst.com. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick up those shoes. We're at 264, so we're really close, getting Ladies closer to that 80% marker. Ladies and gentlemen, we are this close. This close. This close. Depending on where you're holding those fingers up. So, <laughs> <coughs> this close. Um, and, of course, for all your solar needs, make sure you guys go to dronequote.net forward slash business bros. Make sure you guys use the forward slash business bros because you don't want to sit through a bunch of long presentations. You want to harness that power of the sun and you want to do it as easy as possible so dronequote.net forward slash business bros and if you don't use the business bros and we don't get credit for it and you don't want that yeah you want to hook us up come on hook us up help us out so dronequote.net forward slash business bros get your quotes all in one spot make it simple don't sit through a long 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 presentations you don't want to do that and of course if you have any insurance needs james can help you out home auto commercial whatever it is that you need or maybe you want to add insurance into your business increase your bottom line especially in the market changes you never know what's going to happen so you want to make sure your overhead gets covered with the existing book wait, 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 can i say it the have. way i like to say it say it so it's to help you create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow oh look at Boom. that See? we always got these little things i love it i love drops it. them in there it. all right ask the bros so the the one question I had number one I, I want to thank you for having me on the platform I very much appreciate that thanks for coming um, and I'm very impressed with with kind of how things go so what was the motivation for this like as far as uh, you know the grind of you know episode after episode coming up with content putting yourself out there in front of the camera all this what was what was kind of what and and working with family trust me I know it's not easy so. <laughs> <laughs> So, true. so like, what was it that really sort of, what was, what was the point? What was the motivation yeah, that all of a so, sudden? So, um, you know, at, at the time I was actually selling real estate. I haven't, I haven't sold myself. I've been doing more referral base. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time I was selling real estate and we were building the insurance company at the same time. And I was just thinking, we got to find a way to get in front of more people and tell them what it is we do. Mm-hmm. So we started the podcast, but for like six months, nobody listened, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. And we started interviewing people. The only thing is I kind of made a mistake and interviewed real estate agents. So mm. it's kind of hard to sell real estate to real estate agents. Mm. <laughs> but uh, we took it as an opportunity to turn around and sell uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's where we ended up going with it. The why? The why I think I have to credit uh, people like Gary Vee and Tim Harris, podcast that I listened mm, to, that okay. it basically said... You know, you're in control of your brand and you have a brand whether you like to know it or accept it or not. Mm -hmm. And so the more information you put out there, the more likely it is that people will see it. And you're like one viral video away from taking off. Gotcha. Right. And so that's really what it comes down to. We were talking earlier about how, you know, Instagram becomes marketing, Facebook becomes marketing. And I heard Gary Vee say, if there's anything cool, a good marketer will make that into a sales pitch, mm. right? It'll turn into something you don't want to listen to. Well, I mean, that's that's what it's coming down to. You know, we, we've we kicked some butt in Facebook. We've kicked some butt in, in Instagram. We're now hitting up LinkedIn and I'm starting to work on some TikTok stuff right. mm. because 
again, it's something fun. We just got to get in front of more people and tell them what does he do. As far as bringing him, him on board, well, he, he, he jumped ship on me. Well, he jumped ship onto a ship, <laughs> joined the Navy, and bounced on our first business. Oh. And so when he got back, I was like, come with me, my friend. Mm. <laughs> I got a plan. I got yep. Yeah. You, I, well, the first question was, what are you going to do when you get out? He's like, I don't know. I go, I got you. Come with me. And mm. so, you know, that's how we, uh, I dumped him into insurance. And now he pretty much runs all the day-to-day operations in our in our agency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I said, we're starting a podcast and we're going to do it every day. Just had to commit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And even, even you know, the wife and everybody's like, what are you doing, man? Tell me I can't. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that powerful though? It's powerful. It's like, yeah, tell me and, I can't do it. You know, Boom. Last December, we went to a, a Christmas party with Big Block. And at the time, we, we had barely done like one or two interviews. So, you know, we got kind of got invited. Nobody knew who we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we left, I, I told him, I go, watch, next year, everyone's going to know who we are. Mm-hmm. That, that event's coming up first week of December, mm. and then, like, I, there's nothing going to stop me from going over there and shaking yeah, so many hands <laughs> with people that have been on the show. It's just, it's just like, tell me I can't, right? right? Absolutely. I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's really the thing behind it now. Well, perfect. Excellent, guys. Congratulations. You want to add job. to that? No. Nah, nope. You pretty much said it all. Oh, I thought you were going to drop the generational wealth line. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I already did that. I already did that. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents. But it does it does allow us to do that other thing, which is to uh, spread positivity. Absolutely, which is positivity. the other thing that I'm inspired to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, and honestly, this thing has helped us out so much. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's for us. It was business therapy. Our our insurance agency is mm-hmm. better. Our 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 producers get much more uh, help from us. Our our business has grown tremendously just mm-hmm. in the conversations that we've had, the mm-hmm. communications that we have on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 been amazing for us individually in our own practices, mm-hmm. and then on top of that like it's we've helped so many people get their message out so mm-hmm. it's, it's like you can't not yeah, want yeah, to do it's it. a win-win-win it's a win-win-win yeah so. perfect all right ladies and gents john thanks for coming hey, on the show pleasure for having you guys thank you so much that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 